from inside Memorial Stadium. This is the Huskers Radio Network podcast. All Huskers, all the time. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back into the Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie. Last week here at Nebraska Athletics, we had an internal media day for Husker football. Players put on the full uniform and went to several different stations taking photos and posing for videos to accumulate all kinds of different elements to get ready for the upcoming season. The intro video, social media posters, all of the above. And while the players were going to and from all these different circuits inside the building, I got a chance to pull a few of them aside and catch up with a few of them. And on today's episode, we bring you new wide receiver Trey Palmer, the transfer from LSU. We'll bring you safety Miles Farmer and running back Gabe Irvin coming off the injury from his freshman season. But we start with the wide receiver Trey Palmer. All right, how is Lincoln treating you? Very, very good. What do you like about it? The people, like the culture, is very welcoming. So take me back to when you made the decision that you were going to enter the transfer portal. Walk me through that process. Uh, really, it was just like it was my time for the league, better situation, better opportunity here, and I trust Mick. So. So then when you start exploring schools, what did you like about Nebraska besides Mickey Joseph? But I mean, because it's more than just that, right? But uh, when you start exploring what your opportunities could be here, what did you like about Nebraska? Yes, I just feel, I'm a person, I want to change things. And I've been saying they losing, but they haven't been losing by a lot. So I'm like, I'm going to try to come here and change that. You know, they had a good quarterback. And that's what I like to hear. So tell me about Mickey Joseph. What was it like? Because you met him a long time ago, building that relationship with him. He's like a father to me, basically. So he tell me and got me things in football and besides football, you know what I'm saying, like on and off the field. How important is that, that he does relate to you outside of football, that he he cares about things outside of just football too? I mean, it cares a lot because I really never had nobody to guide me or anything in that nature because I ain't really have a father in my life, so I did everything on my own. So when he comes here, it was you knew that you could trust him, right? Is that how important is that that you have a coach that you can trust going into a new environment like this? I mean a lot because he he go guide you through the system too and take care of you, you know, like guide you through this thing too since he's been here already. What's kind of the biggest things you learned? Because, you know, we're hearing from some of the receivers that are working with him for the first time, but you have a different perspective in that you've worked with him for a while. How does he develop wide receivers? He just teach them, like, the techniques and the basic of it. He ain't trying to be too flawless and all that stuff you see on Instagram. He basic and technique beat everything. Jamar Chase has said that how much uh, working under Mickey has prepared him for the league. What about that part of it, just the meetings and, and the film study, all of that? How does that prepare you? He don't get you college ready. He gets you NFL ready. So, like, we spend hours working on our crowd, watching film and stuff. Yeah. So, you, uh, when you got through spring ball, I mean, what? how did you feel once spring ball was all over? I still got something to prove. Like, I still got to get better at my craft. I wasn't even my best back then at spring ball. But... When the season come, I'm getting better and better each and every day. What did you, um, coming in, how did you get acclimated? Because, I mean, this team seems to really like you already and have talked about you and your name's come up a lot. How did you go about not coming in too hot and kind of getting yourself acclimated with this team? Well, um, I'm a humble person, so, like, I'm just going to be me regardless of the situation. So even if I, if I wasn't, like, the big thing, I'm just going to work, 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 and be humble and stay blessed up. Casey Thompson, obviously, he's a big fan of yours. What's that been like developing that relationship with him? It's like you got to have a chemistry with your quarterback. If you don't got that, you can't get the ball without chemistry with your quarterback. 
So then, and then when you guys worked out together in Texas, right? How did that come about? Oh, uh, we've been texting them like we go work out this summer together, and we did it. How important is that to put the work in outside of just what you're doing in practice and throughout the summer? It's that chemistry I'm talking about. So I, my quarterback can know what I think and what I, what he thinks. So we on the same page when we go on the field, on and off the field. Take us through what that's like when you're, um, you know, running routes or whatever. Do you have like a certain game plan that you go through? How do you work on everything that you need to work on to build that chemistry? Like day by day. I got a little mirror. I got something written on the mirror. I ain't going to say what it is. I might say it after the season, but on the mirror I wrote some plans and goals down for what I got to do. So beyond just that, we saw some video and pictures of you uh, walking around with the coldest Crawford. How important is that now to be uh, an older mentor to some of these young guys coming in? I mean, that's how Jets was to me, like a mentor to me. So I just want to, you know, like tease people up too. Don't let them make the same mistakes I made when I was younger and guide them through college too while I'm here. As you guys continue to, to dive into the playbook and learn this offense, how much do you like the potential of what, what this offense could do in the fall? I love it. I love it. <laughs> we cooking up some. Something great. Why do you love it so much? Coach Whip the best. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. You, did you know him at all before you got here? No, ma'am. So what's it been like getting to know him? It's cool. It's like, uh, it's like. Uh, He's can a I, character, right? Yeah. He funny, and he don't ever wear no shoes, and I be joked out at that. <laughs> <laughs> he walk around with no shoes on, and I be like, Coach Whip, where your shoes at? I ain't wearing no shoes. So. Does he ever say why he doesn't wear shoes? I don't ask him that question. I just let him call his plays and I'm going to run him. <laughs> so in practice, he walks around with no shoes? No, in practice, he wears shoes, but just around the, oh, the around building. The yeah. Okay, what's the, what's the game plan? What's the goals for the summer leading into before you start fall camp? Just get bigger and stronger and more technique-wise. And then just being able to actually practice now, which wasn't – you couldn't do that in the past. Uh, how nice is that? What, what, needs, what does this team and this offense need to do in this time? It's team bonding. We've been in the Army right now, so it's team bonding because we get to do that and things like that. And then I guess I should have asked you earlier about um, returning. Are you going to be back there returning some kicks? Yes, yes ma'am. Yes, ma'am. What do you like about that part of the game? It's just me. It's my game. So everybody else got to play off me how I react to it situation and you know it's hard to tackle me first guy I always go miss and that was an emphasis for this team moving into this year is they wanted to put an emphasis on special teams uh, how much do you hope to bring to that in all three of the phases of that I'm gonna just be me and do what I do best make plays and make touchdowns how big of a weapon can that be though for a team if you set your offense up like that very big, very big. They might get mad at me sometimes because they ain't getting the production they want on offense because I'm scoring so much on special teams. But, hey, I got to do what I got to do. Uh, and then just what, what's the reaction been like from fans? How much have you just loved the, the support you've gotten here? Like, it's, this is unbelievable. Like, I never thought that I will go do this right here because I ain't nobody really noticed. But I really didn't know I would go play football and take it to this level because I was a baseball player. You were a baseball player? Yeah. What would you play? What position? Short stop. Okay. Could you hit? Come on, man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So how, how did you get to football then if you were a baseball player? Uh, in ninth grade, I wanted to quit, but I didn't because my mom was on me and said, you go do this with the wood. And I'm glad she got on me and told me I was going to do it. And look what it got me now. Up next, sophomore safety Miles Farmer, who played in every game during the 2021 season, including starting the final four games at safety. He totaled a career-high 30 tackles and a fumble recovery and also had that interception against Ohio State and now feels like he's one of the leaders inside that defensive back room. 
All right, well, you got the pads on, you got the media day, the photo shoots, all that. How does that feel? Feels good. You know, we back in gear, back in back in our own little element, our own type of little swag with, with the bros. So, you know, it feels good to be back taking pictures and stuff. Is it exciting, though, because it's now the season's right around the corner when you start doing this kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. It does let you know. It's like a little hint that the season's getting closer. But once you hit camp, the season here. So I'm just really ready for camp. So yeah, you've been around, you've done this a time or two. How do you feel this summer? Uh, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty confident in what we're doing and what we got in store, what we got planned, and we're just ready to execute at this point. How do you feel different as a player as opposed to last year, a couple years ago, going into this one? Um, I feel I feel like we're going to be able to compete with anybody. That's how I feel. I feel like we got our room under control. We have people that keep everything, every other position in control, and we can just go out there and dominate. What about you personally? Is, has the game slowed down? You feel like you are now an experienced guy at this? Yeah, I feel, I feel pretty experienced. Um, the game has slowed down. The game slowed down like two, one to two years ago, so I feel pretty confident this year. I feel like I'm in control, and I can do what I need to do. What was your approach after the season ended last year and you had all those veteran defensive backs leaving knowing that they needed some guys to step up and, and fill some of those roles? Uh, I felt like it was my play. It was it was my purpose to fill those roles when they go and bring the new guys along and help them and at the same time work on my own craft. I mean, you played a big role for this defense, but how ready were you to, to step into an even bigger role? Um, I mean, I, I believe I was pretty ready. Coach Fish has been prepping me for that since I got here. So, you know, um, I feel like it's just my time. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt, when he was here for the spring game, was just raving about you guys and uh, the guys that have been around for a long time. Uh, what did you learn from him and the way he carried himself and then to see him get drafted? Um, personality. Mm -hmm. That's what I got from him. That's what I learned. And just handling business as a man and being there, you know, people want to see, see you be vocal and just an uh, all-around leader on and off the field. That's what I learned from Cam. How neat was it to see a guy that you, you battled with that was a leader for you to hear his name called in the draft? Uh, it was a euphoria. It was euphoria. Can I use that word? <laughs> I euphoria. It was euphoria, you know, see a guy like that that I've known since I got here and he's helped groom me. Uh, I watched his struggles. I watched his, his ups and his downs, you know, and for him to do what he's been waiting to do, is it's a good feeling. Is it inspiring, motivating for you to maybe that be you here in a couple of years or a year? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, we all have the same goal. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, um, we're here for school, and at the same time, we're trying to get to the league too. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad he, he was able to achieve that goal. Uh, with, again, you know, so much new guys that are going to be working into the uh, secondary, how do you feel about the progress that you guys made as a group in the spring? Um, in the spring, we, we got to play with each other. And we kind of built the bond since then. And with the new guys that just came in, was, we took them under our wings and we we're bringing them along and trying to speed up that, that learning process with them. You know, and I, I've asked a couple of people this, but the chemistry, the culture of the defense a year ago, you guys were so close and were, were battling for each other. And then with some of those guys that were leaving that left and are, are no longer part of this defense, how important is it for guys like you that were a, a part of that defense to help make sure that that chemistry, that culture, that brotherhood is still in place? It's, it's our responsibility 100%. And I think I feel like we've been doing that. You know, we take these new guys and we nurture them, really, and we take them under our wing. And if we go somewhere at night, they're coming with us. And we're going to let them know just like you at home now. You got a new family, a new set of brothers. And we're going to love your mama the same way you love your mama. You know what I'm saying? So we all bros here. How important was that, though, that, that culture, that brotherhood that you guys had in with the black shirts a year ago for what you guys were able to do each and every Saturday? Um, it was very important. That, uh, that's, that takes a big role on how we play um, on Saturdays and 
how we compete with each other and just just doing our jobs. It holds everybody accountable. Where do you feel like your game needs to grow? Uh, take a step forward going into this this fall. Um, just taking charge and and being that being that quarterback on defense, you know, and making my plays when I need to make them and getting on somebody when they don't make their play, but making sure it's all love, you know, just being that, that quarterback on defense. All right, what's the goal for you this summer um, before you guys hit the ground running for fall camp? Goal for summer is to get everybody on board as long as, as well as myself and just get the ball rolling before camp. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Gabe Irvin Jr. became the first true freshman running back to start a season opener in the modern era of Nebraska football. Of course, his freshman season being cut short, suffering a season-ending injury at Oklahoma. He finished with 133 yards and two touchdowns in those four games last season. And coming off the injury, he's ready to go here in 2022. Well, Gabe, how you feeling? Feeling great. You know, I'm just happy to be back out here, happy to be back on the field, another opportunity to play for the Nebraska Huskers, which is great. How you feeling health-wise coming off the ACL tear and rehab? Health-wise, I feel better than I was before. You know, my knee is stronger and is ready to put to work. You know, before last fall, all the coaches talked about how you handled your business. It wasn't like you were a freshman, and I'm sure you attacked the rehab the same way. So what was your approach knowing that you had to put in the work to get back healthy? I just knew there was no other choice, you know, is either put in the work now or never. So I just put the same, you know, attitude that I first came in to rehab, and it worked out good for me. Now I'm back fully healthy 100%. You got a, a taste of playing at this level, but a lot of players talk about how when they're injured and they have to sit out and watch the game, they learn it a different way. Did you learn a new perspective of it? I definitely am. Now I look at the game in a whole different perspective, you know, on and off the field. I don't take it for granted anymore. I go out there 100% like it's my last, and that's why I approach the game now. In the, the games that you did get to play, what was your big takeaway about, you know, your game and how it translates? You know, I'm downhill back. I know how to get downhills north and south, and it's just downhill running. You know, Nebraska is really downhill. We're on the center now, which is good, so I can really put my attributes to work. Did it, it seemed like you were kind of hitting a stride. Did it feel like you kind of were getting a feel of the game a little bit before you went down? Yes, I definitely got a feel of the game, you know, the game speed. I was just, the Oklahoma game, I was just starting to get more adjusted and the feel of it, of college football, and now game one against Northwestern, I'm ready. So take us through the rehab process. What were what was some of the work that you did to make sure that you were going to be ready to go? You know, I just had to strengthen that quad. I had to get that quad, you know, more strengthened for for the big games, you know, and just like, you know, single leg stuff, just more of the quad. I had to build up the quad, and once I got the quad, you know, strong enough, then it was good. You look like you put on some weight. Have you put on some weight? Oh, yeah, I put on like 10 pounds. I'm like 220. So was that a goal that you also wanted to kind of get bigger, stronger? Oh, yeah, for sure. And then just attacking the weight room now that you're fully ready to go, what's that process been like? It's just getting stronger, you know. Everybody wants to get stronger, so that weight room you have to really take serious for you to um, really perform on the field. Um, obviously, Coach Applewhite was down here. You guys are here at a photo shoot, and you could tell you guys have got a cool room, a uh, close room. What's it been like working with him? Coach Applewhite is an amazing dude. Ever since he came through the door, he set that example of the Nebraska culture and that how it's supposed to be on and off the field. And I'm just so happy to work with him and have a winning season with him. Seems like he has a balance of being tough on you guys, but also having fun. Uh, how important is that for you know a coach and a leader as a young man looking up to to a guy like that? Yeah, it's very important being you know serious on the field, so we can really take him serious and really buy in. And off the field, when he jokes around, that's also good too because it shows how much he loves us. 
You were here in the summer last year. This year, you're getting some practice time on the field. What's that going to be like, being that you get some extra workout time on the field with the coaches? It's really good, you know, um, hands-on learning with the coaches, and it's, it's really good just having extra work and buying in with the coaches, all that extra detail all comes down to play in the fall. What's your approach now uh, before you hit the ground for fall camp? My approach now is just, you know, stay in the playbook, you know. Ain't nothing wrong with just learning more plays. Um, I have to figure it out what, what else I have to do on off the field, and then it was just reflect on the field. Speaking of that, how excited are you for the potential of this offense? Well, I'm so excited because it's just me. You know, it's what I do. It just fits my play style, and I'm just ready to put it to work. What about Coach Whipple and what he's brought to the offense? Coach Whipple has brought a lot of stuff to the offense, you know. He knows how to score. He knows offensive schemes to put us in the end zone, and I'm just happy to play under him. Uh, as a, it seems like all the playmakers are really excited about there's a potential for a lot of different guys to get involved. How exciting is that? I'm excited because now I've, um, the back, um, the running backs can get um, the balls caught out of the backfield, which is good, so that's really good. How hungry are you at this point, knowing that what you were able to do in the short season and then coming off the injury, how hungry are you? I'm, like, more hungry than I've ever been before, you know, especially the incident that happened last year. I'm ready to go get it and go get after whatever's mine. And last thing, with the group of running backs you guys got, a lot of different talent, a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things. How important is that? How big is that for a team to have so many guys that, that can go out there and produce? It's definitely big for us because it pushes um, each other. It pushes each other to be the best in the Big Ten, you know. Oh, it's, all, it's good to have running backs. That's your, your um, good attribute around um, Nebraska, so that's really good. It's going to be really good. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. And we've got plenty more Husker football summer content headed your way, so make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen so you never miss an episode here on the Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie. Thanks for listening.